closer. Get, like, eat the mic. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drink my last bit of espresso before it gets too cold. Yeah, you're fancy. I got some coffee. Well, I would prefer coffee. I'm not fancy. It's just I'm out of coffee. You think you're better than me? No. Yeah, damn straight. You're not. Except for MVP At, of alumni game. Then you're not. There. You're not the MVP of the alumni game. Jake. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it. Gonna take I play. It I play soccer like once per year, and <laughs> that's that's the time. That's and the that's time. how that's how good I am. I save all my good I, moments for that. Remind me, I do have to ask you about biking because my knee's finally feeling a little bit better. So I have to right. ask you about those bike workouts. I think I'm yeah. going to do some of those. We'll see if I have time to help you with that. Okay. Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We're in the middle of game week 32. Currently have the C. diff Chelsea game on, which is going really well for both Jake and I. Uh, tuned into the match to see Chelsea give up uh, what was a pretty nice goal by Camarasa, but wiped out the double cleans of both Jake and me. You know, I feel like it was a good move still to have the double Chelsea D, but Sari's going to get fired. Let's just all get on the same page. Anyways, a lot of football left to be played in Game Week 32. Uh, game Week 33 blanks on the way. Uh, starting yesterday, there was only one day in the next week that there's no Premier League football. It's kind of a dream for a lot of us. Jake, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Trying to be positive this week. Started out with a, a, a cracker of a game. Uh, used my triple captain. You know, got up early to watch. Been you know slowly getting sadder ever since. But I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna remain positive. It's it, it is kind of one of those situations, right? Where the city game was the first match of. The double game week 32 uh we both used chips you had your triple captain i had my free hit in play so we both had a lot of of promise and excitement as as one does going into a game week and then uh things went really well for both of us with aguero performing and since then it's just been i mean it hasn't been necessarily bad but just kind of mundane mundane is a good word it it's a lot of missed opportunities like for for watching these games closely you know, and people will argue that that is the FPL world, and you're right. But it always it always feels worse when that happens to you. I I just felt like a lot of my players performed really well, and if they would have just gotten a return, it would have made a bigger difference this week. You know, right now sitting on green arrows for me, but like it it could be better, and we can talk about it more in detail. Yeah, it's it's almost as if Jake, and this is a, a relatively wild concept, but it's almost as if like. If players get returns, then things are good for you. And if they don't get returns, then it's it's bad. And I know that that's it's that's kind of a revolutionary thought, like in the FPL community right now. And I I will I mean I don't want to toot our own horn about it, but I feel like we're really driving that you know that notion, that idea, that points is actually what you want in in this game. Yeah, we're we're changing the mindset, is what I would say. Yeah, no, but rev- you, you know revolutionary. What I mean. You know what I mean. I, I just I feel like there's a difference between like you you playing a guy and him not doing anything for the game, and then you know like Jerry D would be an example, or even Frazier a little bit. Like for me, they they were very involved, 
had some chances, but it's almost like their surrounding teammates just can't quite make that final pass to them. And you're just watching and you're waiting and you're waiting. Or like, you know, they'll they'll make a final pass to another player on the team and it's just like, oh, you should have finished that and it just right. didn't happen. And that's always just more more frustrating. Because yeah, then it's right. like, what do you do? You keep that player, probably. Um, and that's where, like, the XG and the XA come in, which we always talk about. But just uh, you get nothing to show for it. That's true. Yeah, it's it's as if the rest of the team had, like, a group text going, like, hey, let's screw De La Feu over the entire match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know, like I said, a lot of football to be played. And so... We'll talk a little bit about kind of the moves that Jake and I made this week, uh, our thoughts behind them, you know, kind of what I know that there's still another round of matches to be played, but kind of what at this point seems to have been the right moves going into double game week 32, a little reflection. We don't, we don't normally spend a lot of time on, on kind of talking about like our past, uh, thoughts before the game week. Um, just because with FPL, it's, it's moved so fast, but I think this is a good week to think about those things a little bit. And then, uh, we'll talk a little bit about going forward, what we're kind of hoping for in 32, and of course, uh, into 33, the blank game week, which um, the deadline for 33 is a weird one because uh, game week 32 ends on a Wednesday, then Thursday we're off, and then Friday is the deadline actually for 33. So a little mm-hmm. confusing and moving very fast, so you know, got to keep an eye on players. Uh, Jake and I, I think, are going to be podding, Jake. We're, we're talking about doing a pod maybe Wednesday as well this week. Two pods in one week. Yeah, just just the dream for us and for our listeners. It should be great. Yeah, I'm sure everybody is on pins and needles waiting for us to record our podcast. So <laughs> mm, That's what I imagine. Yeah, th- we have to tell ourselves that. Um, otherwise, it would be hard to record the pod every week. Um, and I think that it kind of it segues well like into kind of a, a big picture topic in question. And uh, this is not directed at anybody. A number of people over this international break here kind of reached out to me and we're kind of like, you know, where are you guys? Like, you you all disappeared. Like, you haven't really, you're not really on Twitter. Uh, you haven't really been talking with anybody on Slack. You know, some people had even reached out with questions, and I hadn't, like, really responded with things. Um, and I, so I thought we'd just really quickly talk about that. So I don't, Jake, just in general, Jake, I know you're not, like, super into the social media, right? No, and I I, I will make this statement. I, I need to get better. Um, I, I am pretty poor about it but you know i'm probably gonna get slack onto my phone and try to be a little bit more involved but i'm i will stay say before you probably finish your statement that i take the international breaks it's almost like i go go on international break as well because it it helps me keep refreshed a little bit yeah and and two notes on that so you were on the slack channel for a while yesterday i'm really proud of you jake it's like the first time i'm actually like i've ever thought to myself like wow jake's actually helping with the podcast it was like the first time I was like, good for him. Good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I looked at your Twitter account the other day. The last time you tweeted was the end of February. So you're going to want to. The thing that's stupid about Twitter, though, and that's one reason I kind of like the Slack, is like with Twitter, a lot of times it's more about like quantity over quality. You know, like people just tweet, 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 like every little thought that comes in their head. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that's been kind of cool about the Slack. I'll admit, I have not used the Slack as much. And, and I guess I just wanted to, to speak to that a little bit. I'm, I'm completely like Jake, like the international break. I like to almost completely step away. And, uh, I, I actually set my free hit team. Um, so I hit the free hit button 
I think like on the Monday after 31 or the Tuesday after 30, yeah, Tuesday after 31. And then I didn't look at my team again until this last Wednesday. So Wednesday night, I like got home from work, opened up my computer and started looking at it again. So uh, yeah, I take the international breaks very seriously. And, you know, just like, just so everybody knows, you know, we love doing the podcast and we, I really like all the relationships we've developed with people. It's, it's awesome. But, um, and I said this to, to somebody that we were chatting about this a little bit, this podcast often for me is like the last thing on my to-do list. You know, like I've, you know, job and life and family and, you know, taking care of myself and, you know, things like that. Like I love the podcast, but it's often pretty low, like on my to-do list, just doing it for fun. And, uh, you know, I apologize if anyone feels slighted, like, hey, we want to interact with you guys more. Um, and we're going to try to more going forward here. Uh, but but that's just how it is sometimes. And, uh, and I think it's important, you know, because we've talked in the past, like about how the game is really, really fun, but it can also be kind of a frustrating game. And um, and and we've talked about mental health and things like that. And so uh, just keep that in mind, right? Like we're all just trying to balance things. Um, and I know that you guys all really want to talk with Jake because he's so interesting and awesome at everything. It's not true. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to get that get that off my chest there. The the fact that I'm interesting? Uh, no, no. Oh, the fact, okay, okay. Yeah, Jake, I hate that you just did that. Uh, so yeah, um, you know, so, so Mark asks a question and Mark always, like, he likes the big picture questions, you know, uh, FPL Virgin. He says, uh, is FPL an addiction? Are Green Arrows like little dopamine hits? Uh, why do we spend so much time, uh, what is that word, Pon- pontificating? Wow, that's a great mm. word. I've I would I've never used that word before about a game that usually boils down to just one uh, solitary decision and just one solitary transfer week. And I think that's kind of what you were talking about, Jake. Right? Like, you know, there's these small moments in matches that often decide whether you have a good game week or not, and whether you're going to get these green arrows or not. Uh, and it is it is semi like addictive, almost like gambling, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, and I think that's why we love and like hate the game as well. You know, as we were talking about before, it's like you put up so much effort into it and then it just comes down to like, does this one player finish across or does this team keep a clean sheet? Like did, did, did a player for the opposing team hit the, hit the bar and it go in or hit the bar and it go out? And, and that's the beauty of it, but also the very frustrating aspect of it. Yeah, completely. It, um, yeah, I, I, I think that that's the other reason why each game week we come back to it, like kind of excited by it. Um, you, you know, and then we leave each game week kind of often disappointed, not every week, but often disappointed with the way that things went. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it is a little bit of an addiction. That said, I would say that it's a pretty safe for the most part addiction. It's most of us aren't like involving a lot of money or finances in this and, for the most part, it's also like an opportunity to interact with a lot of other people in a community. So I'd say like on the scale of things that you can be addicted to, like in the world, this one's not that that bad of a an addiction. True. True story. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the game week, Jake. Um, thus far, uh, my, my game week's going okay. How are things going for you? Okay. Um, you know, green arrows, which you can always hope for. Um, this game was a big one for me, and I was really hoping for a Chelsea shutout because it would have helped me um, a lot. But a lot of points left on my bench. 
Um, obviously got really excited for the triple captain. I haven't gotten up for the early game in a while because over here in California, it's usually like 4.30. At least this week it was 5.30. Yeah. Um, and I, I just so excited to, you know, I, I literally just missed the first goal, um, but I saw Aguero's um Aguero's goal which was a beauty and and then it just slowly has gotten worse you know the the fact that he comes off with a little injury I was like that's really disappointing I'm I'm very nervous like is he gonna play is Pep just gonna rest him to be safe like he doesn't he probably doesn't need him against Cardiff he has so many other options I have friends in my mini league who have triple captain Sterling that I'm trying to catch um who's also on my team and kind of had a disappointing week and and then just a lot of other players that I feel like could have had returns like Frazier had a really beautiful cross to Wilson who Schmeichel made an amazing save I watched the whole Watford Man City man excuse me Manchester United match just feel like Watford was better for the majority of the match um but didn't really get anything till till right at the end uh, Pereira got a clean sheet finally. I didn't know that was possible for Leicester, <laughs> and he's on my bench. Like Gaita, obviously Keppa was the smarter play because the whole like Crystal Palace goalkeeper rotation's been kind of frustrating to me. I, I mean, obviously I haven't been watching Crystal Palace all the time, but I just feel like every time Gaita plays, he keeps a clean sheet, and yet still Hennessy for some reason gets playing time. Um, so yeah, just kind of a, a wanting game week so far. Yeah, I think that that's a, a fair way to say it. I mean, let's, let's rewind a little bit. So you did, you did drop your triple captain chip on the Coon, uh, this week. What was your, what was your thought process behind that? Like why Aguero? Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's a fair, fair question. Good question also, for the listeners, I think. Yeah, and I'm going to interject for a minute. Also, I'd like for you in this part of the story to kind of explain how what was that, Thursday night maybe, or fr- no, Friday maybe when mm-hmm. um, when you uh, asked me like, oh, I don't know if I want a triple captain Aguero. Oh wait, I'll do the Jake voice because people like the Jake voice. Oh, I'm not sure if I should triple captain Aguero. Uh, and yeah, then how good. I had, yeah, and then how I had to explain to you why Aguero was the best option. So could you maybe delve into that a little bit? Yeah, I will. Um, okay, so I made two transfers this week. I needed to downgrade one of my midfielders to upgrade one of my forwards because we've been preaching the um, mid tier to like budget forwards this whole season. So I had King, um, Rondon. Oh my gosh. And Rashford. And that was stressful in itself, just deciding which one to get rid of. But I ultimately decided King, only a single game week. Um, I still think Wilson's the better option. And I actually surprisingly had three Bournemouth players because of the David Brooks injury. And like I wanting Frazier because he's just amazing for his price. But ultimately, I upgraded King and I downgraded Felipe Anderson to De La Feu. Got an Aguero, and then the meat of the story. So everything I was reading is is just, you know, one, it just makes sense to triple captain a Man City player. They're the best offense in the league again this year. They're playing the t- two of the worst defenses, two sides that are probably going to get relegated. 
and both defensively in shambles. Like Fulham are like close to being one of the worst defensive teams in the history of the EPL. That being said, there is a lot of discussion about Sterling versus Aguero. And the more you read into it, the more you realize like the only argument for me for Sterling is literally his form was the fact that he was just banging goals all the time. Um, You look at big chances per minute, Aguero was every 53 minutes, Sterling 70. Uh, shots, again, Aguero bettering, bettering Sterling, doing, I don't well, it's early, it's early. Okay, um, oh and then just gosh. like even chances created, Aguero much higher than Sterling. So I had the triple captain activated. I always get really nervous because I've had... You know, I've I've been burned in the past. I went with Kane last year. He had like, did he get ill? Wasn't it just he was? Yeah, he got sick. Yeah, yeah. It was just it's frustrating. So I was freaking out. I I literally I wasn't gonna triple captain Sterling instead. I just wasn't sure if I should use it this early. And you just confirmed like, hey, when else are you gonna use it this week? Is literally what or this year? You literally said. He's playing against two of the worst defenses. He's been rested over international break. He should be fresh. It should be great time to do it. You need to do it. So I pulled the trigger. As Pilaqueta just scored a goal, Ryan just came into the room. That's why I froze. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Here we go. Let's go. Do we both have SP? I think so. I mean, I do. I didn't know you did. I thought you brought in Rudinger. I have Aspilicueta and David Luiz as my oh, Chelsea back line. That's it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Who, ha- it actually... who flicked it to him? Maybe I don't a, know, Jake. Did it double. actually happen, or is Ryan just saying this no, to lie did. to me it so I happen. get excited? If I I'm actually... getting excited and this isn't real, I'm going to be very upset. No, my game. My yeah. Who had it? I can't tell who headed it. Uh... I still can't tell. <laughs> All the Chelsea players look the same to me except uh, David Luiz. Oh, Alonso. Uh, Alonso got the assist. He flipped goal it Alonso. That is awesome. I'm so happy about that. That's yeah, it's funny. It for me. Yeah, it's funny because, oh, he was offsides by a mile. Got away <laughs> with that one. Mm, Thank goodness more... no VAR. We well, go. that's what's funny, right? Like, it comes right back to what you said. Like, just the ridiculousness of, like, the tightness of, you know, a, a points going one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. Correct, and I mean, just before this, you probably didn't see, but I was, I had the game on, um, and Hazard should have had, oh, he had a good chance to get an assist, and I was like disappointed about that, and obviously the Aspil goal is much better for me as everybody has Hazard most likely. Yeah, for the record, uh, folks, I'm not at home this weekend. I'm down in Chicago visiting some friends, so my buddy just like I'm in like his a bedroom, like his extra bedroom, like hunched over on a chair recording this and he just like popped into the room and mouthed like Aspilicueta call <laughs> so it's I good. can completely picture that. That's great. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Uh okay. So um anyways, yeah, the Aguero move uh, now that's been a long time. Uh the Aguero move I think was no questions asked, like the right move to make. Um it's super unlucky that he picked up this little knock. It doesn't look like it's super serious. I mean, he walked off on his own power. He just, like, talked with Pep and then sat down on the bench. Uh, and Pep said after the match that they would do an assessment today. Uh, the injury occurred yesterday on Saturday. So I'm thinking he's going to probably be okay. But the question does come back to, like, what you said. Do they risk him in the next match? Um, you know, 
if for some reason he doesn't play in the next match, I would go as far as to say that your triple captain was still relatively successful. A goal, an assist, and two bonus points. Um, you know, for most people, that's decent. I mean, obviously, you're always going to look at it and say what could have been had he played the rest of this match and played in the next match. But either way, I think most people would, would chalk that up to a relatively successful triple captainship play. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking about that. It's like, would if knowing what I know and knowing Aguero doesn't play the next game week or the next game in this week, would I triple captain another city player in his stead? You know, like barring like the fact that Silva already got a goal and an assist as well, but saying like just on this next game and I would probably just take the point. So I agree. It's like a solid triple captain, but like you said, just kind of wanting more, which we always do in this game. It's it's disappointing because I really think if Aguero played the rest of that game, he would have gotten another return with the way he was m- moving and creating. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I captained Aguero as well, so I'm I'm feeling decent about it. Um, let's just talk uh, really quickly then about like what other things we think we got right in game week 32 so heading into the game week like what were some moves that you think I mean I know that there's still football to be played but what were some moves that you think were the right moves and um and I'm gonna start I still think that my pick of Ederson as my goalkeeper was the right move um Mm -hmm. I was kind of juggling with like do I go with Ederson do I go with Keppa do I go with De Gea you know what do I do there um, and, and I do think that Edison was the right move. I know that a lot of people are going to argue, well, you could have had um, Bernardo Silva. but and, and he would have been my pick in the attack. Uh, but I I like to distribute a little bit more. You know, I probably, if I was going to not do Edison, probably would have actually ended up on Laporte. And Laporte would have been a fine pick as well. Uh, yeah, he got I a bonus I, point even. Yeah, he snuck, he snuck in there, which was kind of weird. But but I'm still I'm happy with the Ederson move. I think that that was like something that I was juggling with that I'm I think was the right pick. Yeah, well, correct me if if this isn't our train of thought. And I mean, you're free hitting. I didn't, so this is a little bit different. But we talked about how the defenders actually tend to get more points during these double game weeks because you never know, like. For example, Hazard getting rested, mm-hmm. things like that. And it's it was so tricky. We were talking about it. I was asking you even because I was considering taking a hit for a Man City de- defender because, you know, again, good chances for Clean's Cardiff's attack is pretty anemic and Fulham's attack not, not that much better. <clears throat> There's so much rotation with Pep's backline, especially with Mendy and uh, Odomendi being healthy. You know, I was like, who's he going to play? I don't think you know. But Ederson, you can say, is going to start both games, uh, has chances for bonus points. And, I mean, is just the solid pick that you're going to have two starts and two good chances for a clean. So I agree. I mean, it's hard because Bilva had such a great game. He may have another good game. Who knows? But, again, you're not going to be that far off going with Ederson if he gets two cleans. Right. Yeah. So I, it's just kind of that was the the move that I was happy with. Um, you know, a thing, another thing that I think, well, and let me just rewind on that a little bit as well. Like you brought up the idea of the backline tending to score more points. And the reason for that backline scoring more points is not necessarily that they're getting goals and assists. It's just that the consistency of starts. So in these tight, these tight uh, windows for game weeks, uh, often these 
backline players, especially center backs, are traditionally going to start each and every match. Same thing with goalkeepers. So that was kind of the move that I went with Ederson. Uh, the big move that I made late on um, on Friday night before the I went to sleep uh, for the deadline um, was Lindelof off and Smalling on. Now I know that that was not a big like move. It was a two point swing only, which is not a lot because United conceded, but. It was a move that I was pretty happy with, another one that I wrestled with quite a bit, because uh, Lindelof didn't show up to the hotel, so that was a big thing, and a lot of people were saying, oh, it doesn't matter, and I guess for me, I just kind of thought, like, the dude just had a baby, uh, and he's not at the hotel with the team. I know that he could be home helping his wife out, but mm-hmm. I also kind of thought to myself, like, you know, Ole is a hobbit, and hobbits are relatively kind folk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if like if I was a hobbit living in the Shire, like I would want to give Lindelof the, the evening off to spend with his wife and their child. Yeah, it turned so, well, out. Well, it turned out it was a little bit more than that. It turned out that he was getting death threats. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hobbit you know, death yeah. threats. Yeah, yeah, it was probably like orcs or goblins that were threatening his hobbit family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so actually, no, Lindelof isn't isn't a hobbit. So maybe Ole was running from orcs. I don't know. I don't I, I got to get my Lord of the Rings references sorted here. I told my wife that and she was like that's crazy cuz I mean basically what I read is he was receiving death threats for not playing for Sweden during during the break. Um and I was just like that is absolutely absurd that anyone would do that. Um and then I was telling my wife cuz she was like expecting it to be like a <laughs> I think she was expecting it to be like an eastern european country. <laughs> Uh, and I told her it was Sweden, and she's like, "What? <laughs> why the? was why was your wife assuming it was Eastern European, Jake? Um, you know, she she just expected Sweden to have a little bit, maybe like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they when when I think of Sweden, I think of more a democratic country, and and to me, like not playing during an international break is probably up to the players' decision. I I feel like you know." <laughs> What do you what do you think the uh, what do you think a death threat from like a Swedish person sounds like? Like is it like uh, okay, Lindelof, like we are going to kill you and your family? <laughs> you I don't have to play in little... the international games. Yeah, I do imagine it's kind of like that, but like actually a little bit scarier. <laughs> not to take like too much light on it, but yeah, uh, yeah it's it's not a joke. Yeah, it's not. We shouldn't joke about that. Uh, it's pretty messed up, but um. Uh, anyways, that was an interesting move that I thought I did well. I, I guess let's. Were there any things that you felt like really good about? Like you were like, "Yep, I made the right call," or were you just kind of like, "Yeah, well, you you didn't free hit, right?" So it's a little different for you. It's a little different, but I think part of it was not taking a lot of hits. Um, oh my gosh! But by the way, Ruben Loftus Cheek got a goal from an assist from uh, Will I Am. Uh, Hazard just played, I think, Barkley in, and he completely screwed it. Up screwed it like, this is so this is stupid because sorry should be getting fired like right now yeah and the players yeah. are bailing him out right like oh yeah. my goodness kind of yeah joke. i agree um but yeah i think not taking massive amounts of hits were a, a good way to approach this still gonna have a solid game week um i still have rondon to play and i guess i made the right choice as to which forward to get rid of as king didn't do anything they got shut out um and rashford got a goal 
had some chances. It, I mean, it obviously helped that Lukaku's injured. I think ultimately I'm going to move Rashford on once Lukaku's back. Yeah. But really, I mean, we, we haven't talked about this and we, we need to touch on it, but the plans for game weeks moving forward, I, I feel like I've done such a good job navigating everything and it just doesn't end. It just, you know, <laughs> single game weeks, double game weeks, or like blank game weeks, double game weeks, just all to come. And I, I literally started going back to my spreadsheet moments. My wife's like, you're always on your computer looking at this stuff. And I just am like, you don't understand. It's that complicated. I was like, I don't know who, why anyone would create a game this complicated. <laughs> she's, she's, she's over here like, why don't you like spend time investing in stocks or something? We could be rich at this point. You're like, because I play FPL, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. I'm trying to figure out that if I'll have 11 players or not. Uh, um, yeah, so the next game week is going to be um, – pretty intense because there's well there's not like a ton of missing missing teams but there's a handful that are missing so you know some managers will be caught out in the cold again uh we'll talk about that in a minute in the second half of the pod uh let's just briefly we we won't hit on the league dive leaderboard again this week i'm sorry for those that um you know want to hear their name shouted out let's just quickly talk though about the travis shaw league uh travis shaw excuse me travis shaw minus 80 psl league uh which is the jake league now jake kind of infamously uh last week forgot to join that league so we created again a league for jake he forgets to do it uh to join it and and now jake have you have you joined the league fpl dc was asking if you if you joined yeah i have and actually i think my points did get updated from the week prior it seems i'm oh is that the okay no that would make sense like if the game looks back and says okay how many points did you have in 31 let's throw you in there right yeah it's nice because i don't have to like have to add points and people are like yeah sure whatever he really got those points but right my um, concern was that you were going to have to start on zero right like you're gonna have to start in game week 32 on zero points you were gonna miss a week of scoring Correct. Uh, so that doesn't seem to have happened. It's actually my only red arrow. So like, kudos to everyone else. They must be having like a banger of a game week because I I green arrowed overall and have done better in all my other leagues. But I've actually red arrowed a little bit. So hopefully this Aspil goal um, helps. Yeah, the top five in that league right now. Uh, we've got um, at five Tom Neal. Uh, Let's see, a couple of guys tied for fourth and fourth third. So DC and George uh, Semerichik, Semerich, that's a tough one. Uh, second, Dan Curran and first, uh, Frank uh, Pibwin, Pibwin. I don't know, a couple hard names. Too. Yeah, a couple hard names. But uh, yeah, those are the top five and some like monster scores. Uh, in the first place, uh, uh, Frank uh, has 127 total points right now. Uh, so absolutely flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay well that'll be interesting to kind of see um let's see uh carl at fpl opinion said is there a prize for one of marco or jake for finishing above the other in the travis shaw's league more importantly is there punishment for the owner of the losing team cheers fellas so just uh you versus me in the travis shaw league that's a good question jake should we i mean we didn't talk about this beforehand but should we just put that out to um to listeners like to send in some potential like you versus me prizes in that league uh or punishments yeah i like that i like that a lot it's a good idea 
Okay, so um, yeah, well, send us uh, anyone that has an idea for either a prize, like it's just me versus Jake in this Travis Shaw league. So whoever finishes above, uh, some sort of prize for the other person, uh, or some sort of punishment for the loser, um, or just a punishment for Jake in general. Um, and if it involves a paddle, I'd be okay with that. Uh, I'm not sure I like that last idea, but... Did you not like the idea, or did you not like the way I said it? Both. I'll say mm. both. That was my sultry voice. You didn't You didn't like it, huh? Nope. Hmm. No. Well, you've never, never been one for a sexy voice. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break, Jake. Uh, and when we come back, we'll talk about Blank Game Week 33. And then we also have a few questions just about kind of the run-in here. Like, who are the right players for the, the end of the season? Uh, use of maybe wild card or triple captain if you still have those chips laying around. And how we're going to handle it. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Chelsea game just wrapped up. Looks like Sari might escape another week without getting fired. Um, I'm surprised his lungs have not gone yet, though, with the number of cigarettes. So either Abramovich is going to fire him or cigarettes will. I hope that he's healthy. Trust me. But you got to stop smoking, bro. Uh, anyways, the Liverpool Spurs game is up in about 25, 30 minutes here. Looks like Sun is not getting the start. That's pretty big news, right, Jake? Yeah, big news. A lot of people brought Sun in for you know. for good good and bad reasons. <laughs> yeah, I mean mostly good reasons, right? I mean, he's he's a decent pick, but uh but with Ali back, uh Ericsson healthy, there's just a lot of competition for those positions and as has been the case in the past when all those players are healthy for some reason Sun often gets the short straw even though I I personally think that he is arguably the most important player on that team. But. Well, and that's that's what I was going to say. It, it seems interesting to pay that kind that amount of money even on a free hit for a player who literally doesn't seem like he's in form right now because of all these things going on and and overall Spurs have been disappointing offensively. They've True. been toward the bottom of the table. I I actually think it was like bottom 5 when I was looking at like just, you know, offensive production over the last like 4 or 5 game weeks. So to me, if I was free hitting, I wouldn't have brought Sun in, but this this hurts because obviously even just playing a game and getting like two or three points makes a big deal. Yeah. Well, let's get into the blank game week in 33 here. So like you said, it just kind of keeps coming here. So now we're looking at this blank game week. Um, the teams that will blank that will not have a match, I'll just read them off quickly for those that aren't familiar. Uh, Brighton, Cardiff, Manchester City, Spurs, United, Wolves, Watford, and Fulham all are blanks. Uh, so Brighton, Cardiff, Man City, Spurs, United, Wolves, Watford, Fulham. So this blank game week was actually predicted to be a little bit bigger uh, than what it actually ended up being. Uh, so they moved um, the Brighton double game week uh, into 34. So Brighton in 34 will have uh, Bournemouth and Cardiff, and Cardiff will have Burnley and Brighton. Uh, so so another kind of like super mini double game week in 34. Uh, and 33 has a handful of blanks for us to, to manage now. Now, uh, managers are on a lot of different strategies right now. So some people uh, use their free hit in 32 here. And so they had kind of planned for uh, 31 and 33 with free transfers over the last I don't know, six or seven game weeks. Another strategy that popped up late and that you and I, Jake, didn't really talk about much on the pod, uh, which I was, in retrospect, in, admittedly a little bit embarrassed about because it was an interesting idea. And some managers did this. They 
had their wildcard and free hit available, so they worked with free transfers up to 31. They wildcarded in 32 and brought in good double game week players. Uh, then they free hit in, they're going to free hit in 33. Uh, so that was another strategy that some people are doing. And, um, you know, you, Jake, have, have busted that wild card. You blew your, you, you blew your nut on that. Uh, and so what are you doing to manage 33? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was looking at my beautiful mind spreadsheet and it just seems to keep, you know, chugging along like just a very slow train that is carrying lots of cargo. Um, what does that even I, mean? I don't know. I just, I, <laughs> for some reason, can, I keep green arrowing, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me because that, that never happens. Um, I keep looking at my team and I look this next week. I'll have, a, I'll have 11 players. Exactly. Good. Um, yeah, good. And I just don't even know if I should make a move. Uh, you know, I might just hold my transfer and then worry about it for the next game week because, yes, it'll be five defenders, but I have so many, like, single... Like, I've mixed my team with players that play every week consistently, and then I've been trying to just bring in for the week when when players are playing doubles and just try to hit, like, the the teams that have the best fixtures, like... To me, it would have been nice to have three Man City players this week, but I just couldn't swing it um, unless I took a, a double hit. And, and you know, like that's that's okay. Like this strategy really actually has been working out to this point, and I'm I'm not too nervous about the next few game weeks going forward because with Bournemouth players and Liverpool players, they they are consistently playing week in and week out. True, uh, and that's kind of how I'm set up as well. So I'll have a number of Liverpool. Uh, Bournemouth, Burnley players going into 33 who all have half decent matchups and so I'm I'm sitting fine for 33. So in terms of your strategy playing that wild card early, the the place that I'm looking at on the schedule that I'm nervous for you is the game week 34-35 combo mm-hmm. where a lot of managers are going to drop a wild card in 34, uh pump that team up full of like game week 35 double game weekers and then bench boost in 35 so that's like looking at the schedule because your bench boost is gone too right correct it is gone yeah so that i don't know like if we'll see right like a lot of it is just luck but that's when i look at it i'm like ooh, that's gonna be tough for jake to to keep up there yeah and i think what my thought is at this point in time is i still should be fine for game week 34 um there's no there's no blanks correct it's just a regular game week uh yeah so 34 there's there's no blanks um but Mm -hmm. brighton plays bournemouth and cardiff and cardiff plays burnley and brighton so you do have these two teams that have um mini mini doubles personally i'm not that interested not interested really at all in cardiff Mm -hmm. um but maybe maybe a Brighton player. I think they both, they're both the matches are home they, games. They as are well. both at home, which is yeah. interesting. It makes me maybe cons- want to consider it. And I, I may be able to, to swing that, but then I think my plan is just a free hit in 35. Cause I still have the free hit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it probably would be better to have a couple chips left, but I, I not super concerned with the way my team's set up. I think I can get through 33 and 34, no problems. Still a lot of good matchups for me. And then 35, I am going to use the free hit. It just then depends on the last three game weeks, how many double game weeks there are. 
Okay, well, let's get into some questions. We've mostly just talked about our teams thus far, which we mm-hmm. don't actually do that often on the podcast. So let's talk about some other people's teams and some of their questions and thoughts going into 33 and then, like I said, the run into the end of the year. Uh, FPL Jim writes in, uh, did you also forget what your team was for 33 because you'd spent so much time tinkering? Uh, it is kind of funny, right? Because we had this two-week break to kind of tinker and, and sort teams out for those of us on free hit or wild card. And now if you're on a free hit, uh, you click on your team and you're back to your old kind of boring team. Uh, that said, I think that a lot of us, like I said, ha- had kind of planned for that and are feeling okay about it. So sorry, Jim, if, if you had forgotten uh, and you were in dreamland pretending that you had this ridiculous team. But Marvin the Gooner says, minus four to bring in Mane. Is it worth it for game week 33? Uh, Kenny McDonald says, one transfer in 33. Would you swap Salah for Mane? So it is a good question. Um, you know, Mane, we talked about this last pod a lot more, uh, excuse me, the pod before last. Uh, and this, this last pod, we didn't talk about it so much because Liverpool had the single game week. But Mane just consistently outperforming Salah. Salah, way, 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 way more expensive. I have uh, 12 double game, or excuse me, single game week 33 players uh, that, that will be playing. So I'll have a transfer. For somebody like me, Jake, do you think that taking Salah out for Mane is a good idea or should I be looking somewhere else to make a move? Yeah, that's like a, that is a gut check call. Um, I feel like you wouldn't be wrong to do it based on what's been going on but you're also kind of it's not it's not quite a lateral transfer because you will be getting a lot of um extra cash in the bank to do that move and then you can spend it elsewhere so if i were to make one move in this next week it would be to bring in Mane with what's been going on and the fact that they play southampton it is away from home but liverpool have been a a very good squad and Mane just seems to be involved with every goal that they score. Yeah. It's, it's so hard though, because despite Mane's outrageous form, like mm-hmm. Sala is putting up more shots and more attempted assists, like significantly mm-hmm. more in both categories. And so it's not that I'm questioning like my selection uh, process, but it is, it's not helping in any way. Uh, Salah has, I think, 17 shots in the last five matches to Mane's like 11. And Salah has, um, a few more attempted assists as well. Now, the, the difference comes down to the expected goal. So, uh, Mane is, it has a much higher expected goal over the last five matches. And the reason for that is the positioning on the pitch. Um, you know, Salah has been pushed far more wide, whereas earlier in the season he was playing much more central. And Mane now has taken up that position, especially when Firmino drops into the midfield to pick the ball up. So I don't know. I, I'm i wrestling with it a little bit, and, and there's actually not a ton of time to think about it because the deadline's already Friday. I have enough players. Do I just swap Salah out and I, I go for Mane? The issue is I get nervous. Is it points chasing to go do that? Yeah, it is. I think it is a little bit of points chasing, and it could work out, but it, more likely, it probably it probably won't. Uh, I think it's a little bit like the Sterling Aguero debate, where a lot of people started to captain Sterling more this week. He Sterling has been the more accurate finisher of late, but but ultimately the XG and the XA are where things consistently more likely fall into place. So, to me. You know, I think if I had Salah, 
I would just hold. I don't have yeah. a Liverpool attacker, so to me it makes more sense to bring in Mane, maybe for Sterling, because Sterling doesn't even play that game week, and now I have Aguero for the rest of the year. I can bring in a lower-priced midfielder like Bilva or even a Man City defender for the rest of the year. So to me it's like not it's a little bit more straightforward, but if I had Salah, it would be a I'd be hard pressed to make that that switch unless I really wanted that extra money in the bank to do something else with it. Yeah, and so I guess that's what it comes down to for me as well. If you're going to make that move and then redistribute those funds right away, I think it totally makes sense, especially if there's a another player that you're targeting or that you really like for the game week. Uh, if you're just going to make the move and then hold the funds, um, it, I guess it makes less of uh, less sense to me unless you're playing a long game, like maybe in the next game week you have transfers that you want to make. Now, for me, I'll be wildcarding in 34. So for 33, it's kind of like a free game week. Whatever I want to do with transfers, like it doesn't matter because I, in 34 I get to erase that and start with a blank slate. So, uh, yeah, at the moment I'm leaning towards just holding Salah just because... I feel like it's a little bit points chasing and Salah does have decent underlying stats. Um, I don't need the funds for anything, but I guess that's to each his own. I, I Like you said at the top of the question, I don't think it'd be wrong to make that move. Um, we got to keep moving here, though. So so Mark asked, who's the best one-week punt for 33? Uh, Jim asked, looking for a one-week punt on a third mid with roughly eight to spend. Um, FPL JJ had thrown out a couple names. Like he had said, uh, Tielemans, Madison, Mickey, uh, as like those kind of guys in that price range, you know, looking at the matchup, Jake, are you interested in any of those three players that FPL JJ said, are there any other like punty players for game week 33? Again, like I said, if you're wildcarding in 34, 33 is a great game week to use a transfer to kind of take one of those punts to go for a player that maybe you wouldn't traditionally keep in your team, but it doesn't matter because then in 34, you can kind of kind of wipe the slate clean and start over. Is there anyone that, that you're interested in? Yeah, I all great questions, all things I've been considering. I will say those players are put, the, the three that, who was it? Was it? Um, Tielemans. Oh my gosh, uh, Jim. Yeah, Tielemans, yeah. Madison, Mkhitaryan. That is yep. the order of who I would consider. Tielemans really? has been playing really good football, um, passing the eye test and getting results consistently, and he's the right price. Madison's very consistent, and I think he's definitely earned himself as a consideration next year, Like depending on where his price sits. Um to me, Mkhitaryan's the last on the list, and I'll, I'll state this. Even if he plays because Arsenal are away from home in game week 33 and 34, and they just aren't good away from home, they, they really struggle uh, offensively, defensively. You know, if they were at home, I think Mkhitaryan was, would be a much better pick. Um, but Everton's been playing very well, and that's a tough place to go play, as we saw from Liverpool recently. Yeah, the... An interesting one with a Leicester player is they're playing Huddersfield. Now, it is mm-hmm. at Huddersfield. Uh, but, you know, with Huddersfield being regu- re- regulated, relegated now, mm-hmm. uh, do you think it, – it's hard to know. I, I would be really interested to see if there are some stats that, like, what do teams look like once they are uh, relegated? Like, w- what do they put forward in terms of, of performances? Because you have to believe that the players are going to be pretty defeated. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. Um, that would be an interesting thing if someone has some stats on that. The other player I'll shout in that range um, is Gilf Sigurdsson. Gilfy. He got an assist this week, was pretty involved, could have had a goal, um, is on PKs for Everton. And, and Everton, or excuse me, Arsenal again have been pretty bad defensively. So another player I would consider a little bit higher on the list if I was taking a one week punt. It's just a classic Jake. Like, can I pick a team that's going against my team so that I can just wallow in self pity? <laughs> no, I just I I think that he's a good shout because he has consistently been there. He he's getting returns. He's on PKs. You know, to me, out of all the midfielders that are kind of in that price range that I would want, it's still Frazier at home against yeah. Burnley. It's I and I think we keep forgetting that, and a lot of these people probably have him on their team. But if not, he would be the guy I would actually prefer to bring in. But but again, like you said, Huddersfield Leicester players are probably a little bit better just because Huddersfield have been poor. But at home, they're still challenging. Like we we always forget this like away versus home a little bit with these punts, and just don't forget that. No, oh, thanks, Jake. Thanks for telling us that. We really appreciate it. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about a few questions just a little bit outside the scope of 33. Um, I mean, they still apply, obviously, but um, let's start with Bobby Love. He says, which players are you currently watching uh, for your wild card? And he said, Jake can ignore that question uh, because Jake doesn't have his wild card because he's an idiot. Uh, anyways... Players that I'm looking at for my wild card. So what I've been doing, um, and I honestly have not thought too much about my 34 wild card, but I'm looking at uh, 34 matchups, of course, and 35, and then to the end of the season. I do have 35 kind of specially in mind because I'm planning to bench boost in that game week. The only thing that I do want to say, a little asterisk next to that statement, is that the doubles in 35 are not as juicy as they were in 32. So we just had these like really easy picks, like City's playing Fulham and Cardiff or Chelsea's playing Cardiff and Brighton. Like they were just easy picks. You're going to go with those teams. City play Spurs and United in 35, uh, which are tough Tough two matchups. Granted, City is the, I think, pretty easily the best team in the league, and so I'm not afraid to pick their players. Uh, I think I'm probably going to be looking like at Aguero for the run-in. Um, he's going to be one of my premiums. I probably will go with like a two or three premium setup. Um, I'm definitely actually in 34 on my wild card going to be look at looking at Brighton players. Now, I, I don't think Brighton players are good, but I desperately want to say that I've had Glenn Murray on my team this year. And I think that this is like the time. They play 34, they have a double against Bournemouth and Cardiff, and 35, they have Wolves Spurs. Like, mm-hmm. I can have the the 53-year-old father of 12, Glenn Murray, on my team uh, for 34 and 35. I think I have to, don't I, Jake? Yeah, I think so. I mean, just the fact that he probably still brings his lunch pail to the training grounds is the He's reason. got a th- thermos and a lunch pail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's fair. Is there any other Brighton players that you're looking at? I would like maybe, d- defense yeah, I'd maybe, maybe look or... at a defender. Yeah, I'd look at like the Duff or the Dunk, mm-hmm. one of the two back there. Um, I don't know which one, but I'm definitely considering one of them. Uh, I'm going to look at Spurs players as well. I don't know who yet, um, but I'm going to consider them. In terms of like United, I'm, I really don't know where to go. Their backline's not good enough. 
Uh, their midfield doesn't produce FPL points. And up top, it's a bit concerning because there's now that people are becoming healthy, there's some rotation. Uh, and if Rashford is not in the center forward position, then I'm not as interested in him. Uh, mm-hmm. Wolves is another kind of interesting team. You know, they play Southampton in the 34, uh, Brighton and Arsenal in 35. Um, you know, there'll be somebody that I'll look at. And then, you know, it's just going to be like any other team. I'm going to fill fill the gaps with some other teams. I, I do think, actually, I might have some Arsenal players on my team. I haven't had an Arsenal player on my team yet this season. Um, but I don't know exactly where to go with them as well because backline's not great. Midfield doesn't produce a bunch of FPL points. And I don't think I want Aubameyang or Lacazette due to cost up top. So, But they do have a nice fixture in 35 with um, Crystal Palace and Wolves. So... I don't know, Bobby. I didn't really answer your question at all uh, because, honestly, I've been just trying to navigate, like, 31, 32, 33, and then I'll sit down and, and give it a good think for 34, 35, and to the end of the year. Yeah, that is that is exactly how I feel, though, too. It's just so hard. It, it's like the more you look at it, the, the more choices you have, but you never know. You never know for sure. I think the, we should we should hit on this question. Um because you were talking about it briefly, and I think it's an interesting talking point. Uh, Jamie Dodd wrote in, is it the end for Pogba? 10 points in the last five game weeks, playing deeper, looking more like, you know, pre-OGS. That uh, messed this question Ole. up. Yeah. Oh, o- Oligard. Yeah, Oligard. <laughs> there it is. Uh, every Jesus game. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't play in game week 33, and, and Mane does. Simple swap for me. What do you guys think? I think obviously that's a yes. That is a simple swap in my <laughs> that opinion. That is a yes. Yeah, obviously that's not what most people are going to be able to do because that's a pretty big price jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should talk about Pogba and the fact that for so long everyone was trying to get him in to their team. He was like the number one player that everyone was talking about in FPL, and he has literally fallen off the face of the FPL world again. Yeah, Pogba's a whiny little bitch. Let's just start with that, okay? Uh, but in the last uh, five game weeks, he only has, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He has nine shots in the last five game weeks. He only has four attempted assists in the last five game weeks, which is very low for him. Uh, I know that part of that time he's been pushed a little bit deeper, uh, but Ole came out after the match and said something about that. Like, yeah, I'm planning on you know, like pushing him back more. I don't, I don't really get why I think he's better in a more attacking role. Uh, but yeah, if, if he's going to be playing in deeper positions, you shouldn't have him on your team. It's time to switch him out to somebody else. I think that if you can reach for a player like Mane and you don't already have three Liverpool players, that's the issue for most people. It's an easy switch. Um, you know, even like Ali could be someone to consider as well for the run in at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, get him out. I, I get why he plays farther back though he is so good defensively and so good on the ball like players just cannot take the ball from him when he's in space kind of in like that defensive midfield area I do agree with you he does have a lot of attacking potential but that's something that Manchester United don't seem to be lacking with Oligard coaching them and if Lukaku Hmm. and Rashford and Martial are all healthy I mean I don't think they need Pogba up there. Yeah, I think what a lot of, well, maybe what Ole likes from him. I don't know that he's good defensively. I, I would maybe question that. But um, mm-hmm. but I do think that you're right. He, he sits well in front of a back line 
Uh, he can receive the ball from basically any angle and turn, even with pressure on him. Mm-hmm. And his ability to penetrate um, opponents' back line from like a deep line position, it is like pretty unmatched in the Premier League. You know, is like to drive balls uh, long, you know, 20, 30, long 40, distance. yeah, 50 yards or something and like and break a line to another player. That's that is impressive. I'll give him that. Yeah, from that's... FPL, that's what I was going to say. I, did, I don't think defensively is what I was saying. It's just his ability to start the counter is pretty yeah. unprecedented. Yeah, well, the, and that, that said, though, from an FPL perspective, I mean, what does that mean? You know, Marvin the Gooner also asked that. After Pogba's recent performance performances, is he on the beach? Um, kind of, yeah. Like, I just don't know that, like, you know, he doesn't seem to be a player that is going to give us a lot going into the end of the year. Um, I mean, maybe we're wrong, but but that's kind of the way I see it. I don't know that you need him on your team anymore. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, let's just do a couple more questions, then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Emma asked, uh, who to triple captain before the end of the season? Um, we kind of talked, she asked already, like, ideas for bench boost uh, candidates in, in week 34. We talked a little bit about that from Bobby Love's question. Uh, oh, and she says, hope you enjoyed your FPL break. Thanks, Emma. I did. Um, so triple captain options before the end of the season. And this, of course, is um, a really challenging question, especially for those that followed the uh, chip strategy that I'm on. Uh, who do you put that triple captain chip on going into the end of the year? The talk lately has been to look at kind of like golden boot chasers going into like 37 or 38, and then try to pick one of those players um, in the in the final matches. So maybe like a city player in 38. Um, maybe I don't know if if Salah's playing well and. In 36 or 37, somebody people might look at him. Kane, of course, is an option. Um, I'm not going to tell you like the exact fixture and time, Emma and listeners, uh, that you should drop that triple captainship because the reality of it is, um, it's a single game. It's going to be in a single game week most likely, uh, and it's going to be a little bit. I don't know if lucky is the right word. The other option that you could go with is to, instead of bench boosting in 35, you could triple captain in 35. And again, you, you know, we got to look at those fixtures. You're probably not going with like a City player, um, maybe a Spurs option or something like that. Maybe an Arsenal option against uh, Crystal Palace and Wolves. You could do Aubameyang or something like that. Um, some people might even look at like 34 and Glenn Murray in Brighton. Uh, for Brighton, I would love that just because it's Glenn Murray. Um, so I don't know the exact best option, but what I'm personally doing is holding my triple captain probably until 37 or 38, and I'm going to try to pick a team that's fighting for a spot and a player that's fighting for golden boot, and I'm going to go with them. Yeah, fair answer. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really answer her question, <laughs> but um, but it gives you an idea of like strategy, maybe, in terms of how you want to do that, and that's what I want to do. I think that it might work. Uh, okay, Lane, is it time for me to lose Salah? Or we already kind of answered that. So sorry, Lane. Um, I didn't group your question well. I I, uh, s- I skipped uh, 2.0's question. We could hit that one. I think it's a good question. That Oh, yeah, let's wrap up with that one, should we? Yeah. Okay, who are the best for? Oh, I should say it. Two point. Oh, oh. Wrote in, who are the best four premiums for the run? And obviously, Salah, not one of them. So, yeah, I mean, most of us are going to be shuffling our teams around a little bit here with our wild cards. Uh, You're going to have to decide how many premiums to bring in. Normally, I advocate for two. 
um, in some cases three, depending on team structure. Uh, but who are the best four, Jake? Who do you who do you like for the run into the end of the season? Yeah, solid, solid question. Um, one interesting thing is, and you kind of talked about it, and it depends like when when you're doing this switch. Like, is it thirty four? Is it thirty five? But barring that, um, Man City have some pretty difficult fixtures, right? Like Spurs uh, in game week 35 and Man United, that's not easy. Then they have a little bit better, like Burnley, uh, Leicester, and then to wrap up the season, oh my gosh, Brighton. So to me, I, I do think you still need to have one of their premiums. To me, the answer is Aguero. He seems to be, if he's healthy, I guess I should just say that first, but uh, he tends to be the most involved. He seems to be playing every game that's important because, you know, Gabriel is not very good. Um, So I like him. I do like an Arsenal player because of their fixtures. Again, like we talked about, it's really difficult. So because their midfield has just not gotten a ton of points, so maybe Aubameyang is a differential moving forward. I also still think that you do need a Liverpool player on your team, so maybe you can kind of consider Mane as like a premium. Like he's with, up to ten. Yeah, it costs ten now. Yeah, so with like they, quotes yeah. around it. So yeah, those are three guys that I would be interested in keeping in my team i know that's not quite four maybe you can hit a couple well i yeah what about i mean what about kane i I haven't had him on my team this whole season i haven't actually even thought about having him on my team the entire season he's on 156 points for the year uh he currently is sitting on 17 goals and six assists and the last uh let's see four seasons he's had 21 goals 25 goals 29 and 29 uh you gotta figure that he's going to you know, bang a handful more of goals going into the year. Is any interest there or not really? Yeah, I, there's interest. And that's the hard thing, right? If you go Aguero, it's going to be hard for you to fit in Kane or, you know, Aubameyang. Yeah. So maybe you do do the differential there and go with Aubameyang or Kane and then two Man City midfielders. That, mm-hmm. That's where it becomes a little bit trickier. We're we're gonna need to sit and think about it a little bit more. I think honestly, two point oh, because it the the landscape has changed a little bit in terms of in terms of uh, where we're distributing our funds. Because neither Jake nor I have had premium strikers the entire season, and it looks like with fixtures, play time, and performances that that's where the premiums are actually beginning to lie. Um, uh, not necessarily with the midfielders. I mean, Sterling. I think you. You can probably cover Aguero's points with Sterling as well, you know, something to consider. Um, Salah is just so far off the boil, it's hard to consider him. Hazard really has been poor as well lately. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. The thing is, in the game, there's only a handful of premiums to even consider anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It's Salah, Sterling, Mane, Hazard are probably like the four midfielders. And then forwards are just Aguero, Aubameyang, and Kane. So there's really only like seven premiums that you would even that you would even put in that list. I mean, you, we could talk about premium defenders as well, but but in terms of, like, attacking premium options. So there's really not yeah. that many to pick from. You know, I guess you probably pick the two players of those seven mm-hmm. that you think are most likely to be successful going into the end of the year. Well, and the interesting thing we're not talking about is 
is literally the points per million at this time in the season, which is something we shouldn't completely forget. Like to me, Obama, Obama Yang's the best cost. He's still only 10.8, which is 1.1 million cheaper than Aguero and 1.7 million cheaper than Kane. And Mm -hmm. he has great fixtures for the rest of the year. You don't have to worry about double game weeks for Arsenal. So he's a good differential. Blanks. Blanks, Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Blanks, no double game weeks vice versa same thing well, but yes i should i should two say diff- it oh two different, two different things. things but if you they don't have, have right because they have a double right so oh yeah difference. that's true so difference between blank blanks and doubles i mean just so you know jake so what a blank is <laughs> i just want to explain this and this is important jake for the listeners yeah. you know because yes. they need to know too because actually you know the roughly thousand people that listen to this pod every week now are very confused so i'm going to explain mm-hmm. very quickly jake a blank is when a team doesn't play and a double is when a team plays two games in a game week. And so you can see how um, there's a difference there, right? Yes. Sorry. It, the reason I forgot they have a double is it's not yet scheduled, but you're, you're oh. correct. They do okay. have a double. It'll be interesting to see. And that's another triple captain idea, right? Like It's hard because... Yeah, it, it is scheduled, though, right? So 35, Crystal Palace Wolves. Arsenal play two games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God! This I'm is just, really just just fire should, me now. We should stop potting. Yeah. Well, okay. Thir- so it is thirty-five, but like again, like that's not. Those are two pretty decent fixtures. Yeah. The issue becomes: Is Emery going to play him in both those matches while they're still fighting in Europa? Yeah. Um, still fighting for top four. What's he going to prioritize? It's it's hard. So to me, he's an interesting, in, interesting pre- premium hazard. I agree. I want to get him out of my team as soon as possible. And Mane seems like a good um, player to insert instead. Okay. Well, let's um, let's stop it there. I think we're going to pot again on Wednesday, and we'll take more questions. We'll talk a little bit about you know, captain plans and, and specifically our plans for uh, 33. Um, so let's just let's call it there. So shout outs um, and some business here and things like that. Just follow us in, on Twitter, Instagram, online, Facebook. Uh, download our pod wherever podcasts are found. Uh, ben uh, Miller asked us, have you ever done a pod after a few beers? Uh, lately, we've been potting Ben in the morning, um, which doesn't mean I, I don't drink. I don't want to cross that off. I, I don't mind morning beers. Uh, but yes, normally I have a few beers in the evening while we're potting. It's maybe one or two. It's a good time. Jake, do you ever do that? Uh, usually just maybe like one drink, not two. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I normally, should start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You should do two. Um, you would be far more bearable as a human mm-hmm. being. Um, mm-hmm. I can't get through it. I can't even talk to you, Jake, for an entire hour without uh, having like 12 beers. Like I have to case it, you know, do a full case. Yeah. Do you do, uh, just like natty light or do you do like nice, <laughs> natty nice light. beers? Natty light. That's what I go with. <laughs> I wonder if like our English listeners have that beer. Yeah, basically it's, it's piss, you guys. That's what it is. It's just it's piss. So, it's probably uh, weak. It's probably like weak piss, like diluted piss would be the better. Yeah, right. yeah, right. It's like tap. Yeah, water, tap water, and piss mixed together. There's not even alcohol in it. It's yeah, it's like it's like Lacroix piss. <laughs> what? <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. Okay, we we got to be done. Uh, all right. I hope everyone has a good rest of their game week. 
32. Uh, like I said, tons of football to be played, so don't get yourself too riled up if the, if the game week hasn't started off great for you. Hope it goes well. Uh, 33 deadline, again, is Friday. Jake and I will try to pod Wednesday, probably evening, correct, Jake? Yeah, I think that yeah. should be good. All right, cool. So you'll have a pod for Thursday and Friday. I know it'll be tight up to the game week, but it'll be fun anyways. Uh, anyways, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. <laughs>